Welcome to the weekly wrestling recap. I am your host, but it doesn't matter what my name is. Guys, it's the third episode. I am still a little sick. It's that time of year, I guess. Uh, And my laptop is still not fixed, so we are recording this on the iPad and using my phone for the music. So again, I sound like shit. The music sounds like shit, but we're going to move forward anyway. It's not going to do anybody any good to just sit here and complain about it. So let's talk about what happened in wrestling this week. Smackdown, January 12th, 2024 in Lincoln, Nebraska. To start off the show, it was supposed to be Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes. And when this was happening, I was like, I can't think of a worse way to start this show. I hate Grayson Waller. Um, And not even like, oh, he's a heel. Like, you know, he's a great heel. I just, I don't like him. I, he's, I don't like him at all. Uh, They start showing a video package from last week. um, uh, You know, showing where, where Roman, um, you know, was going to get this fatal four way with, L.A. Knight with uh, A.J. Styles with Randy Orton. Um, and uh, Solo and Jimmy, while they're doing that, I guess Solo and Jimmy come out and beat down, uh, you know, Grimes on the way into the ring. Um, Paul gets on the mic and says that this uh, fatal four-way all but guarantees Roman will lose his title. Which sounded kind of weird. I think maybe he was trying to say, like, yeah, if you get a four-way going, like, it's, you know, the the, the odds are stacked too much against him. He's going to lose. I don't know. Uh, but then uh, Nick always said, don't uh, don't have any delusion uh, to think that you and I are equals. You and I are not equals. Um, and so he calls out there's going to be AJ, LA Knight, and Randy Orton, who are all supposed to be in this fatal four-way with Roman. They're all going to team in a six-man tag match with Jimmy, Solo, and Roman. And the crowd goes wild, and Paul, he does a great job. He looks pissed, pissed. Um, but then he says, you know that Roman isn't here, um, you know, so why would you even say that? And he said, well, this will be another thing Roman started but won't finish. Uh, so they can find another way or another partner, uh, or if not, it'll be a handicap match. But why would why are you even gonna say that? One, I don't, I don't know why the three guys that are that have all been feuding and then are all gonna be in the fatal four way against Roman, why you'd have them all team up? I, I'm not sure. But then, if you know for a fact that Roman is not there, why even say that and let the crowd get pumped? If you're just going to pull the rug out from under him. Oh, I don't know. All right, let's go to the first actual match. Um, it is a tag match. Umberto and Angel versus Cruz del Toro and Walking Wild. LWO. Um, Santos Escobar comes out. Uh, he's at the announce desk on commentary as well. Um, Wild and del Toro. Um do this kind of flip over the top rope to the floor, which, you know, pretty 
standard these days is kind of, you know, flying in between or over the ropes. Again, I've talked about it, uh, you know, pretty standard these days. Back from the commercial, uh, Joaquin Wilde gets tagged in. I am, like, wanting to see him do that launch uh, like he did at NXT the other week when he just got absolutely launched like a rocket from that second rope. Um, we didn't end up seeing it, though. Uh, Humberto does a sitting, uh, spinning sit-down powerbomb on Wild, gets a two-count. There's a lot of kind of high-flying stuff happening quickly. Uh, Del Toro runs uh, to the turnbuckle and jumps on the top rope and does this, like, spinning corkscrew down to the floor on Humberto from the top rope. That was really cool. And then Carlito's music hits, um, but he ends up actually not coming down the ramp. He sneaks uh, up on Santos from behind, uh, like from the crowd, and takes him out into the crowd. And then Angel uh, pins uh, Joaquin Wild while uh, he's holding the ropes. All that kind of stuff is happening, and it's all kind of confusion. Um, but he pins him, and he's holding the ropes. Ref doesn't see it. Um, it, it was good, good match. I, again, these two, it's kind of like Santos was like, Hey, I got these two guys that are with me when he kind of came in and it was Del Toro and wild. And then now he's turned heel and he's like, well, I can't have those two guys. I need another two guys. So it's pretty much his old two guys versus his new two guys, I guess. Uh, Carmelo is backstage with Nick Aldis and he's talking about Royal Rumble and then Waller and theory interrupt. Carmelo challenges Waller, but Waller is a little snake and volunteers Austin Theory, and Aldis makes it so. Uh, and I was when I was sitting here watching, I was like, when was the last time that Theory wrestled? I mean, especially by himself. Maybe he's had a tag match with Waller somewhat recently, but I, if, if I'm wrong, uh, I don't know, but it, it just seems like it's been a while. Maybe he was hurt. I, you know, I don't know. Because he felt like, I mean, he had such a big push. He was the U.S. champion. It, it, it seemed like he was going to be the next big thing. And then, like, he has just been, nothing has been going on with him at all. Uh, backstage, Heyman, uh, Paul Heyman tells Jimmy and Solo that he could uh, find somebody to team with him. You know, who would not want to team with the bloodline, he says. Um, he tries Carlito and Carlito says no. And this is going to be kind of something we see throughout the night. He's backstage trying to find somebody not going to be able to, um, we get a little, uh, video from Logan Paul basically says, Hey, sorry, I couldn't make it, uh, tonight. Firstly, I wouldn't go to Nebraska <laughs> and second, I'm busy. Uh, so, you know, um, that was pretty funny, but he's basically been saying he's been looking into the legalities of. Kevin Owens using his cast to knock him out and give him a black eye. Last week, KO um, punched Logan Paul while he was in the ring not wrestling with the cast. And it really did look like he, he got a black eye. I don't know if he got it from KO or if he just got one and then they they wanted to write that in. But um, he basically says if he shows up at Royal Rumble with that cast because they have a match uh, for the U.S. title, he says if you show up with Royal Rumble with that cast, I feel like he said, like, the match is off. Like, if you show up like that, it's not going to happen. Uh, next match, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Um, Bianca comes out there and does her hair thing, and then Bailey comes out with 19 Asian people and Dakota Kai, which, <laughs> which is just standard for her these days. 
uh, I guess. Look, I these are two of the biggest, you know, women wrestlers in the business. I get it. I don't really love either one. I it, They just don't do it for me for, for whatever reason. It was probably six or seven minutes before we go to the commercial in this match. And I didn't write a single thing down. Like for the first six or seven minutes of the match, I wrote nothing down. Nothing stood out. Um, when we come back from the commercial, Bailey ties Bianca's hair to the ropes. That was actually um, pretty funny. Uh, and he hits her with a running knee, but then Bianca uses her hair as like a tripwire and slams Bailey into the bottom turnbuckle. Um, she uh, she ends up throwing Bailey into the post uh, on the outside and gets her back in. Suplex, kip up. Bailey uses Bianca's hair as a rope again. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I said this before. I don't know why, but I feel like that super super long hair. I don't. It's just gross to me for some reason. It's like when people have like really really. You see those people in like Guinness Book and they have those like really 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 long fingernails. It's like that to me for some reason. It's nothing to do with Bianca specifically. Um, for whatever reason, she's just like using it as like a rope or a whip and just slinging it around. I don't know. I just find it gross. Um, anyway, uh, Bianca ends up getting a spear and then a KOD. Uh, one, two, three, beats Bailey. No one in damage control even tried to help. There was four of them at ringside. At one point, Bailey tossed Bianca out to the floor in front of damage control. And then Bailey got the attention of the ref so the damage control would, you know, stomp out Bianca or do something and they didn't do anything. They just stood there. And obviously there's been some tension in that group for a long time. You know, Bailey started it and then all these other people have been sort of added and now she's kind of been on the outs. Uh, so we'll see what, uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Bobby Lashley and the street profits come out and then they call out carrying and cross and AOP, um, the lights go out and Paul Ellering, uh, Ellering walks out and he's uh, points to the screen and we get this video package introducing the final testament, um, which is, I guess, Karen Cross and AOP. Um, I said this last week, whatever this is has to work for Karen Cross or this is it for him. He's not gotten anywhere like he's not getting over, but they keep trying. So, okay. Try this, like I don't, the final testament. That sounds cool to me. I this could be great. It could be good, but it needs to be, or they need to just like cut ties. Heyman's backstage. He still can't find anyone. Um, Pretty deadly comes up to to him and is kind of like, hey, if you ever you know need somebody in the bloodline, let us know. And he's kind of like, oh well, you know, actually we're doing this thing and. Uh, you know, we really need a third tag match, but he finds out that it's against Orton and LA Knight and AJ Styles, and they're like, nope, never mind, <laughs> and they kind of walk away. Um, he asked Bobby Lashley, uh, he says the only time he wants to be in the ring with the bloodline is when he's standing across from Roman, and my immediate reaction was, we don't need anybody else in the mix with Roman, okay? We've got Roman, we've got LA Knight, We've got AJ Styles. We've got Randy Orton. We've got uh, uh, Cody. Like, and then now we've got CM Punk. Like, I don't know. You know, we've got too many people already vying for 
you know, a spot to to take Roman's title. We don't need Bobby to come in here and be like a ninth person to be in this. All right, well, the next match, Carmelo Hayes versus Austin Theory. I was excited to see um, Carmelo Hayes. He's, the matches I've seen with him uh, in WWE have been good. I know he's big on NXT. Um, we hadn't seen Theory in a while. He is a heel that you kind of, love to hate, which is what you want. Like Grayson Waller, I just don't like him. <laughs> but Austin Theory, you know, you kind of love to hate him. Uh, it starts, they're kind of doing a bunch of headlock reversals, uh, you know, back and forth. And then at one point they have this little weird botch moment where they're both standing there and they're waiting on the other person to do something. They're both standing there kind of with their hands out. Um, it was kind of weird. Uh, Theory was hanging over the second rope at some point, and Carmelo did this, like, fadeaway leg drop, like, jumps off the second rope and then backwards and does a leg drop. That was cool. They called it a fadeaway leg drop. I thought that was cool. Uh, Carmelo jumps over the rope and on the way down does a DDT to Theory and then goes down to the floor. Um, there's a flying clothesline from the middle rope. Theory is trying to do something with um, Hayes, though. They're, they're up on uh, the top rope, and I don't know exactly what they were trying to do, but obviously they're trying to do some kind of move from the top rope, and um, Theory for sure lands on the side of his head, uh, and the ref comes in and throws up the X and then calls the match. So, um, you know, same thing happened just with Vinci on Raw two Mondays ago. Uh, so it's starting to happen a little more frequently where these guys are getting hurt, or I don't know if they're using it as an angle. I mean, I wouldn't think so. That's sort of like the, if they put the X up, it's like, no, somebody's really hurt. Like, you know, cut the bullshit. So I don't, I don't think they would do that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. But people are getting hurt a little more frequently. Or maybe they're just sort of stepping up now that this whole thing with UFC and everything, they're like, we've got to have, <laughs> we got to be stricter on this kind of stuff. It's not going to be just like, you know, just go along, you know, the show must go on kind of thing. If you get hurt, you know, you really got to let somebody know and step out. All right, so we come to the main event of the match. AJ Styles, LA Knight, Randy Orton versus Solo, Jimmy, and who? We don't know who. Paul has been searching backstage all night. We saw a few different people turn him down like we talked about. So it looks like it's just Jimmy and Solo. Uh, as Randy's on the way out, He's jumped by the bloodline by Solo and Jimmy. And then we go to a commercial. We can't even get one guy to the ring before we go to the commercial. We come back for commercial. Randy was given Simone Spike and then made to leave and not compete. So first we tell the crowd, Roman's going to be here and he's going to wrestle tonight. And then they take that away. Now you've told everybody Randy's going to wrestle. Now you're taking that away. Um, so that was kind of lame to see. Um, I think we'll, we, you know, we get a little something later. But at, at the time, that was my immediate reaction. So LA Knight comes out. His pop was better than in Vancouver um, last week. But it was still not up to like what it was. They need to get him back on the mic. A-S-A-P. He just comes out and wrestles now, or he'll just come out and save somebody at the very end of the episode, so he'll get, like, two seconds worth of screen time. Get him on the microphone. 
That's what he's the best at. He's good in the ring. I'm not saying he's not. He is. Get him on the microphone. That's how he got over. That's how he continues to get over. But it's been weeks and weeks and weeks of him like not being able to be on the mic, it feels like. Get him back on the mic. So, AJ Styles and LA Knight are arguing. They don't want to be tag teaming. And they're like, who's going to start the match? Um, you know, they both want to start. But Jimmy runs over and attacks LA Knight. So, they start the match. Um, Knight gets a neck breaker on Jimmy really quickly. He's a two count. Gives him a bunch of yeah, stomps in the corner. Um, AJ gets in, takes Jimmy to the floor. Solo comes in. And they both start hammering him. There's a back and forth. Yeah, punches from LA Knight and some chops from AJ with the crowd saying woo. So it was like punch, chop, punch, chop, punch, chop. Yeah, woo, yeah, woo. So that's going back and forth. That was pretty fun. Um, they toss Solo over the over the rope. And then we go to commercial. Again, at the main event. We come back. AJ has been taking a beating. Uh, Bloodline has the advantage here. AJ gets a Pele kick on Jimmy and has the opportunity to tag LA Knight, but he won't do it. You know, he's sort of being selfish and like, no, I'm not going to tag in. Even though he's been taking the beating here, they argue. Um, and Jimmy, as they're arguing, Jimmy gets up and goes to super kick AJ, but AJ moves and it hits LA Knight on the apron and it drops him to the ground. Um AJ and Jimmy are running the ropes and they hit a double cross body on each other. And then Randy, Randy's music hits. So, you know, like I was saying earlier, we were like, Hey, Roman's going to be here. He's going to wrestle in this. And they're like, no, he's not. And then, you know, we think Randy's going to wrestle in this. And then, you know, they're like, no, he got this beat down. So he's not going to wrestle tonight, but no, here he comes. So he is, he is going to be here. Um, he gets a hanging DDT on, on Jimmy as, as per usual. Um, kind of starts to coil up and goes for the RKO, but it was reversed by Jimmy. Um, and then Jimmy gets a super kick, but then while he's doing that, Randy does hit the RKO and he gets a one, two, three. It all kind of happens really quickly. Um, Solo uh, comes in and, and he gets a forearm from AJ and then he gets a, a BFT from, uh, from LA Knight and he gets RKO from Randy Um Randy uh, gets picks up the steps and hits Jimmy with the steps. Uh, uh, LA Knight throws Jimmy uh, over the timekeeper area, and then they all three power bomb solo through the announce desk. Like you know, LA Knight gets one leg, AJ Styles gets one leg. Uh, they lift him up, and Randy kind of has both legs and and power bomb him through the uh, through the announce desk. So at the end of it, it kind of looked like they were all three sort of working together. So. I don't know if that's part of the angle. You know, they're going, they're, they are going to be going to this fatal four-way, uh, them three, uh, and Roman at Royal Rumble. Again, I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think he's going to lose because I think he's going to, he's only going to lose that belt at WrestleMania. It's the biggest stage. But this might be something where they're like, hey, we're all three going to team up on him. Um, you know, might be smart. All right, moving on to Raw. Uh, from this week, January 15th, 2024, in Little Rock, Arkansas. I thought about going because I live in Memphis, uh, and Little Rock is not that far, a uh, few hours. But um, we had this huge snowstorm. Uh, I know you, you guys could probably see it on the screen. They were pretty covered up in snow. We were 
uh, as well here in Memphis, so not able to make it. First thing we see is Seth Rollins walking in looking like Uma Thurman and Kill Bill <laughs> with this yellow pleather jumpsuit he's got on. They just like, they want him to like be this visionary and like, oh, I wear all these crazy clothes and like, yeah, Randy Savage used to wear a bunch of, you know, crazy colors and stuff too, but like that looked good then and it looks good now. I don't think the stuff with Seth looks good now. I don't think it's going to look good in 30 years, uh, but whatever. He He's always got some wild, wild stuff on. Uh, Cody um, comes out. He's, <laughs> Cody is talking about Shinsuke, and I'm like, please be done with this. Please be done. I don't. I You, you beat him last week. I hate the storyline. Can we be done with this? Uh, so Cody says he wants to talk about finishing his story, uh, and Royal Rumble is right around the corner, so I'm like, okay, great, he's not talking about Shinsuke anymore. Uh, and then Drew's music hits. So now I'm like, okay, so Drew is going to feud with Cody? I mean, I like it. He's definitely more on his level than Shinsuke was. You know, Shinsuke was not really on Cody's level. Drew kind of is. Uh, but Drew has also been on like a really long losing streak. And so it's either going to continue, and where do you go from that? Just Drew continues to lose, continues to lose, continues to lose, or Cody's going to lose to Drew. I don't, I don't see Cody really losing to anybody on the way to WrestleMania if it is going to be Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania. Um, so Drew was talking to to Cody and you know sort of congratulating him, all these, you know, niceties and things. He says, you will be a champion. You will be the first person in your family to lift that title over your head. You will finish your story, but not before I finish mine. Uh, Drew says that to Cody. So they kind of have a little back and forth. Eventually, Cody says, you know, basically the difference between me and you is I am grateful for my second chance, and you just complain about yours. Cody says that Royal Rumble is coming up, and if he wants something to complain about, I'll give you something to complain about. So they're definitely going to have, you know, something going on here, a little feud. I don't know uh, exactly what it's going to be. I don't know that they will, maybe they'll have a match at Royal Rumble. I don't know. Or maybe it's going to come down to them two in the actual Royal Rumble. You know, I don't know. We'll see. All right, first match of the night, Dom and JD from Judgment Day versus DIY. Okay. I've heard that Gargano was, I guess he was like amazing at NXT. Like HBK has said he was the best or something. But I, he hasn't done anything to really impress me when I've seen him in WWE. Now, again, I didn't see him in NXT. And I think maybe, you know, I think maybe I came in after he was coming back from an injury or something. So there may be a, a, some time where he was in WWE that I didn't see. But I guess since he's been back, like, he hasn't done shit. Not uh, not for me. Like, every match I watch him, I'm just kind of like, eh, okay. Um, but on the other side, Dom was so bad <laughs> when, he, when he was with his dad, when he was with Ray. And he was awful. He was really, really bad. Uh, but he's gotten a lot of reps over the last year, obviously. And, and, uh, and he's, he's not bad now. And, like... I think everybody hated him because he was so... I mean, obviously the stuff with Ray, you hated him. But I think a lot of people hated him because he was not good at wrestling. 
and he immediately, you know, got put in the spotlight. Um, but at least for me now, like, you know, he's a heel, so you boo him, but like, I kind of like him. <laughs> um, this was kind of your, uh, run of the mill tag match for a while. It was cool. At one point, JD distracts the ref, um, right when, uh, a tired Gargano tags in a fresh Champa, but the ref, um, wouldn't let Champa in because he didn't see the tag. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens all the time. We're distracting the ref, but that's not one you usually see. That was, you know, something that was, uh, was new. I'm sure it's been done before, but, um, you know, cool to see like a different way where it's like, Oh, you know, there was a tag, but they didn't see the tag. Uh, it's usually like, Oh, he got hit with a chair. You didn't see him get hit with the chair. So that was kind of cool. Um, Gargano is pinning Dom and they have the camera at one point, they have the camera right on Gargano and Dom and JD is supposed to come in and like hit a spot and like break up the pin. And they just have the, the camera right on Gargano and Don's Dom's eyes. And they're both just like sitting there watching, waiting for JD to come in. So that was pretty obvious. Uh, JD hits an absolutely gorgeous moonsault, uh, and gets a two count on Champa. But eventually DIY uh, do their, their their finisher meet in the middle on JD and they get the win. All right, next match, Chelsea Green. I'm gonna keep doing that until Samantha is allowed to do that again. But Chelsea Green, Piper Niven versus Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. We've got to get Samantha saying Chelsea Green like that again. Um I feel like Candice LeRae and somebody else. I can't remember. I get them confused all the time. Uh, I never know which one is which. Um, God, what is her name? That's that's what I mean. I can't remember. Candice LeRae and this other one that I can't. Tegan Knox. I get them confused all the time. I don't know which one is which. Um, but anyway. Uh, Piper has like a, a Vader bomb. She hit Chelsea with the Vader bomb last week. That was pretty cool. Uh, she got pulled into the into the into her path, I guess. But she missed this one. Um, uh, not a whole lot going on in this match, really. Chelsea is like on a different level than everybody else in the ring. You can tell. Um, you know, it's she's she's got better reactions. She sells better. She's just better in the ring than everybody else. It's just pretty obvious. And then they pin her. After a sloppy finisher by LeRae, and then this weird, they did, they did like this weird two-person pin. They didn't know who was supposed to pin her, and the finish was sloppy. It just made Chelsea look bad because Chelsea's like, oh, I got hit by this finisher, but not really, you know, it didn't really, it didn't really land, but now I've still got to just sit here and get pinned. Um, so, didn't love that. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser comes out and announces the return of Gunther. Glad to see him back. He's one of my favorites. Uh, love that faction. Love, love, love these guys. Um, he says he's going to win Royal Rumble and main event WrestleMania. He wants to review Kaiser's performance while he was gone. Um, and you know, that's usually kind of like, uh, he's been for the past, you know, weeks or months, you know, he's like, Talks about, you know, how bad they do because they've been losing a lot. Um, but he actually shows kind of this little uh, video clip of him throwing the chair at Kofi's face. 
and he's proud of him. You know, he he uh, he said he showed a lot of grit and confidence and courage. He says, "Well done," and he gives him a big hug, and it's like, "Oh, okay, cool," you know. Uh, and then the new day music hits, and Xavier Woods comes out looking like he raided an eighty-year-old grandmother's closet, and they made an outfit out of that for him. It's like black with these like roses on it and this fluffy it just looks like a church outfit from hell um i don't know but he 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 challenges kaiser to a match which he accepts so we come back it's kaiser versus xavier woods kaiser needs to win let's get some more wins under imperium's belt uh and really take it to woods let's get ruthless just like you did with kaiser uh, I, I like it. I like them being like completely, completely ruthless. Um, a lot of chops to start. A lot of chops. Uppercuts is really physical. Uh, Kaiser at one point says, I'll take your head and I'll add it to the collection because uh, he already took Kofi's head. Um, he does that long drop kick in the corner uh, and then we go to commercial. We come back. Chops, chops, more chops. Uh, Woods knocks Kaiser uh, eventually gets him down the floor, knocks him over the announce desk. Kaiser tries to hit him with the chair, just like with Kofi. He misses. And then he fish hooks <laughs> Woods, which was crazy. And then Woods gets uh, an announce chair, and then uh, or, or, or a regular chair hits him over the back, and the ref calls the match a DQ. Um, or no, he hits him with the, with the announce chair that Kaiser tried to throw at him, but missed calls the DQ, but then Woods gets like a regular metal folding chair and Kaiser kicks it into Woods' face. It was pretty sweet. Um, he lays Woods over the stairs like he did Kofi and he's going to run around and drop kick his head into the stairs just like he did. Um, but when he does, um, Woods you know comes up and drop kicks him. Woods throws the stairs at Kaiser and misses and hits the... Um, uh, hits the uh, uh, the pole, and um, Kaiser's kind of looking stunned, like, whoa, man, that's pretty crazy, and he runs away through the crowd. Backstage, Woods is being interviewed, and Kaiser starts attacking him, and then for some reason, Jey Uso <laughs> comes up and interrupts him. I don't know why. They, I, I guess, oh, I guess Woods... And, or no, Kofi and Jay had that match together where, is that what happened? Where Jay, that's right. Okay, so I'm just putting this all together now that, yeah, Jay and Kofi had the match versus Vinci and Kaiser. Kofi drop kicked Vinci. He actually had an actual concussion, so he's out. Okay, that's how he tied in. Because I was like watching this like, why the hell is he here doing this? This makes no sense. All right, now it makes sense. Next match is Tozawa versus Ivar. I was watching, I was like, didn't they just do this match? Maybe they didn't. I feel like Tozawa had a match with Ivar or another big guy like this, like very recently. I thought it was him. I don't know. Maybe not. Also, I'm, I'm going into this going, where's Chad Gable? Has he injured? What's been going on? Like he became one of my favorites, but I haven't seen him since that feud with Gunther, which was awesome. He was having those matches with Gunther, and they were great. And then nothing nothing came of it, and he hasn't been anywhere to be seen. Um, we come straight out. Ivar gives Tozawa a huge boot to the face, and Tozawa does like a full flip. 
Um, Ivar's basically throwing him around for a few minutes, and then he goes up for the doom saw, and Maxine goes up to the apron and sort of uses her womanly ways to distract Ivar, which we don't see too much these days, you know? Uh, it was kind of cool to see uh, her, you know, saying like, hey, look over here, look at this, you know? And he gets distracted. Tozawa runs up to the top rope and hits Ivar with a sunset powerbomb and gets a surprise roll-up, one, two, three. Tozawa wins. Um, it was super, super quick match. Valhalla runs up to Maxine and tosses her up in the air and hits her with this rad headbutt. It was really cool. Uh, and then Ivar does hit Tozawa with a spinning kick and then finally does get that doom salt after that. Gable, they're doing, doing this interview backstage, and Gable says uh, about Ivar, he's like, idiot, savage, idiot, savage, just like uh, um, Dennis from It's Always Sunny, so that was funny. Uh, but Gable's going to take on Ivar next week, so if we are going to get Chad Gable um, back in the ring. All right, Rhea's music hits. Love when Rhea comes out. Absolutely love Rhea. She is the top of the top. She looks absolutely incredible. She's got the look. She's, I think she's gorgeous. Um, she's doing her promo, and she does fumble over her words, and it was pretty uncomfortable. She was saying something like, if you're going to waste your Royal Rumble, and then she just sort of stood there and like awkwardly walked up to the ropes and then started over, but then still kind of messed it up. It was, it was pretty uncomfortable. And then Becky's music hits. I think they were like, she's drowning. Hit the music. Um, but Becky comes out, and she's basically saying to Rhea, we're the best, to, the, the best two to ever do it. Um, but she just lost to Nia, Jack. So I don't know why, like, is that the best time to say that? You're like, oh, we're the best two to ever do it. Well, you just lost to Nia, Jack. So I don't know why you would come out here and say that. I mean, I think she is one of the best to ever do it uh, in the women's division. Um but that just sort of seemed like awkward timing because of what just happened. But Becky says she has this voice inside of her saying like, yeah, we're the two best to ever do it, but Rhea is better than me. And she needs to find out. So she needs to win Royal Rumble and have Mommy versus the man at WrestleMania. And Rhea says the only person who wants Becky to win Royal Rumble more than Becky is her. And she says, I'll see you at WrestleMania. So, so are are so Becky's just gonna win Royal Rumble? They've just called it out now. I guess they've just said it. Uh, or you know, no matter what happens at Royal Rumble, they're gonna give her a shot. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it makes sense. Becky would probably be the only person that could beat Rhea. Like that's the only story that would make sense. So if that is what they're gonna do, you know, she would be the only person I could really see doing it next match awesome truth versus judgment day so miz and our truth versus judgment day our truth was backstage they did a little vignette with them with priest earlier where truth was selling bootleg judgment day shirts and priest gets mad at him until truth gives him all this money from the shirts he's like oh shit um the match is about to start and he's and he's gonna hand some money to to finn and dom but all this money spills out uh, so he starts giving, you know, picking it up. He's giving this money to, to Finn, giving this money to Dom, not to JD, because he's like, you're not in the group. Earlier, Prince, uh, Prince Priest had told Truth uh, not to tag in, but then now Truth is starting the match in the ring. Finn takes on Truth for a while, 
Uh, we come back from commercial. Priest tags in. Miz is in. Miz tosses both of them to the floor. Truth tags back in and scissor kicks Finn. Kind of, you know, he starts to get the advantage on him. And Priest just comes in. He's like, what are you doing? I thought you wanted to be in Judgment Day. And while he's doing that, Finn comes up from behind uh, on Truth. And Truth catches him with a heel kick. Um, Priest is like, okay, I guess I have no choice. And hits him with South, South of Heaven. And then Finn pins Truth for the win. We'll see what's going to happen there. I like this whole thing of Truth thinks he's in it, and it's funny. But, like, how much legs does this thing have? Like, how long can we keep doing this, right? So, we'll see. And then, I, I, it's just like that that gif of Michael Scott going, No, no! There's a Shinsuke vignette saying, Cody's story is not over. And I was like, God damn it! No! I don't want this to keep going. I don't know. This this has to be over. Hopefully, he'll start just some dumb feud with somebody else and they'll leave Cody alone. Um, the next match is Shayna versus Zoe Stark uh, with Natalia and Tegan Knox, who I also think is Candice LeRae all the time. Um, I've been getting them confused for ever, I guess. Um, but I think my opinion about both of them is the same. I'll just sort of leave it at that. Honestly, I didn't even really want to watch this match, but I like Zoe. Um, they're, they're basically just beating up Tegan Knox in the corner for five minutes until Natalia gets in. Um, and then it actually picked up a bit, but Shayna eventually gets a choke call to Natalia. She taps and that's the end of that. All right. Last match of the night, Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins. Uh, this is a big lead up from, you know, Jinder came out and he was the big reveal of the former WWE champion. And then of course it ends up being the rock, but they were like, why did we have him come out here? If he's not going to do anything else, I guess. So they get a match with Seth. He comes out, Jinder comes out with into sheer, these two huge guys. Um, from what I remember seeing them, like they can move well in the ring. Um, you know, so I was like, okay, maybe they'll have something to do here. Seth comes out, we hear the song, he's wearing something crazy. Same old, same old. Um, Jinder tosses Seth uh, to the floor over the ropes pretty hard. Seth counters and throws him into the ring post. Damian Priest then comes out with the money in the, br- money in the bank briefcase. He's walking out slowly, like he's not running in to cash in. He's just walking out with it. Then we go to commercial. Um, the match has, has just started when we come back for commercial. And it's 9.52 Central Time. So we only have eight minutes of this championship match. Like, they came in. They kind of started. Priest comes out. They go to commercial. We come back. We're, we're only going to get eight minutes of the match. In reality, I think it probably ended up being like more like six or seven minutes. Um, Priest is seated at, at ringside, kind of watching on. Gender, I will say, Jinder looks great for his age. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's an older wrestler obviously but he's in great shape um but it was kind of like we're doing a lot of like abdominal stretches here for how little time we have we've got eight minutes you know at this point maybe we got seven minutes and they're just going back and forth on abdominal stretches like let's move it along a little bit okay let's start doing some stuff um eventually we get a huge crossbody from the top ropes from seth gets a two count um 
There is a senton from the top rope. It, so he does like a senton. He, he jumps from the top rope, not from the turnbuckle, but just on the side. So he does that from the top rope, and then it goes into a moonsault from the second rope. Uh, gets a two count, and then he, you know, kind of shows that he's his knee got hurt. Um, Gender uh, is trying to suplex Seth, but the re- Rollins reverses it into a Falcon Arrow, uh, and then a pedigree on Gender, but Seth's knee kind of, you know, gives out, so he didn't really get all of it. Um, he rolls Gender near the apron to pin him. And one of the guys, I don't know which one, one of the guys from Indusheer is supposed to put Ginger's foot on the rope. So, you know, he's getting pinned, and so they put his foot up on the rope, so the ref's like, oh, no, his foot's on the rope. And they just completely botch it. Like, he goes to move his foot and doesn't get it on the rope, and so Ginger's foot just falls, and the ref just has to be like, uh, yeah, his foot was on the rope, I guess. And, you know breaks the count and it's just like it clearly never was it was really really bad uh rollins is up diving on one of the industry guys from the top rope down to the floor uh and then goes for gender with a splash but he rolls out and rollins is down and when that happens priest stands up and when that happens drew comes out so drew comes out from the crowd he and priest start going at it they go at it all the way around the ring all the way up the ramp and while that's happening, Endeshir gets sort of cheap shot on Rollins. Gender rolls up Seth, and I really thought it was going to happen for a second, but it gets a two count. And then one of the Endeshir guys distracts the ref. The other one hits Seth with the Money in the Bank briefcase that Priest left. And I this time I really thought that they were going to do it. And I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be nuts. Uh, but it was a two count. Then they toss out into Sheer, and then Seth stomps gender in one, two, three. But man, for a second, like, I mean, I I don't really know what the whole point of this gender thing is. It's funny to bring him out and do all this stuff. But, like, for a second, I really, really thought that he was going to win this title, and it was just going to be mayhem. I, I, I would Honestly, I would have loved to seen it. I think it would have been crazy. Dude, I really think that he was going to take the, Beth, the belt off of Seth freaking Rollins at a random Raw in Little Rock, Arkansas. No, but they made me believe that they were twice. Um, so it was a very short match. There was a few things wrong, but it, it was definitely entertaining. Got my got my heart rate up there for, for a minute. Well, look, that's it. That's it for the weekly wrestling recap of SmackDown and Raw. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got um, Royal Rumble coming up. We're almost there, uh, two weeks away. So at this point, maybe a week and a half away. So uh, we're going to keep an eye on, on everything that happens next week. We will review SmackDown. We will review Raw. And then we'll be, uh, the next week, we'll have SmackDown and Royal Rumble and Raw in that episode. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Share with your wrestling buddies. I'm sorry that the uh, that it doesn't sound great. Uh, I am working on that. I promise. This is only the third episode, so we will get there. The music will sound better. I will hopefully sound better uh, once I'm over all the sickness and all this cold stuff goes away. Um, if you don't mind, if you are listening, if you're enjoying it, please share with your wrestling buddies. Leave me a five-star rating if you got a five-star experience. Um, I would really, really appreciate it. Um, and then, you know, like I said, we're going we're gonna to keep things moving. We'll keep looking for a roll rumble. So until then, bye!